It's Guy's Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guy's Guy's Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guy's Guy's Radio, as I've said many times in the past, better men, better world, but it's really about being our best. My job is to bring out guests that are going to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and hopefully through their journeys, their stories, their insights, get you to think a little bit, feel a little bit, and maybe even act. And I will also add my musings and insights to clarify some of what the guests are talking about and also just give you some of my own perspective. I mean, after all, I have interviewed now over 500 guests from many different fields, whether it be celebrity sports, wellness, fitness, spirituality, writing, media, etc., etc., etc. So I'm here for you. I'll do my very best to make sure that the information is clear and that you get something out of it. And if you so choose to use it, great. And if you say, ah, not for me, that's cool too. It's up to you. I'm just here serving it up. So anyhow, we've got a great show today. We've got a really interesting guy. His name is Raymond Grace. And he is a, I'm not sure if he would actually refer to himself as a shaman, but he's a teacher, he's a lecturer, he's an author, and he's one of the world's foremost experts on what is called dowsing. And dowsing, if you're familiar with, you know, a little pendulum, you hold the pendulum on a chain and it goes back and forth and left and right and around to clockwise and counterclockwise. And Raymond's become an expert on that and uses it as a tool for intention. So you can send energy, you can receive energy, you can eliminate toxic energy, you can add and send positive energy. And it's a very simple tool and it's very effective. And and interesting how Raymond came to me. Um, I have a a friend on Facebook uh, who I've never met, but a Facebook friend, nevertheless, and he sent me information on uh, Raymond, and I wrote back, and the the email went to Raymond. I mentioned that I had just had uh, emergency surgery. I had an emergency appendectomy. We'll get to that in a minute. And Raymond wrote to me and said, hey, uh, I got this. It sounds like you could use some help. And I was in bad shape. And uh, this is right after the operation. I said, sure. And uh, I'm usually not that open where I just let anybody send me energy or whatever. But I got the vibe that he was a good man. And uh, he sent me some positive energy. And over time, my health improved. And I was just very appreciative of him, his kindness. So I invited him on the show. We had a couple of conversations before the show. And then we spoke recently. And it was an interesting conversation. He's an eclectic unique, authentic guy. He's a real guy's guy. He lives uh, out in, I think, out in Western Virginia, not in West Virginia, but he lives in the state of Virginia, out in the woods, in the mountains, and uh, he's just a real cool guy. And uh, I'm glad I've got to know him, and he taught me some things about dowsing and about intention and energy and working with uh, water and other things, and uh, he's a cool dude, and I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with him. But let me just spend a few minutes, because I've mentioned this a few times in the past. Uh, I did have this emergency appendectomy uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I learned so much from the experience uh, and the healing process. It was, frankly, one of the, if, if not the toughest, one of the, or the toughest experience I have ever been through in my life. For a two-week period, um, because of what happened, I had my appendix taken out, and uh, 
it could have burst at any minute. So they, the doctor, I got to the hospital, they went right into surgery after about two hours waiting, I went right into surgery. Doctor got it out, wonderful surgeon, I lucked out and um, there was a lot of cleanup because the appendix had gotten infected and the, you know, the risk was that the infection could spread in your blood and could cause serious, serious issues. So I was given some heavy duty antibiotics, which I needed to knock out all the infection. And so for the next seven days, I was taking these mega antibiotics as well as some painkillers and stuff like that. And it kicked my butt and I was nauseous. I was feeling horrible. I had night sweats. When I went into the hospital, I hadn't eaten for a while because I was in such discomfort between the fluids that they gave me in the hospital through IV. In one day, I gained 10 pounds. Since then, I've gotten home. I've lost 20 pounds. So from that number, so uh, I'm at the weight I want to be at, but I wasn't expecting to get there this way. One of the biggest lessons I learned, though, was I am so glad that I have uh, been taking care of myself. I did 75 push-ups the day before my surgery. I ran seven miles the day before that. I swam 20 laps the day before that, and I continued to do a lot of exercise, a lot of walking, just do a lot of physical stuff, a lot of meditation, eating organic good foods, And I know that the fact that I kept my body so strong was a huge factor in my healing because this was devastating and I was really down for the count. A couple of nights I I was so, uh, had so much sweating and detoxifying that I drenched my bed like four times during the night. Had to actually get up and change the sheets twice. Just unbelievable. And it took a lot of time to... uh, to heal. And I found that, and my doctor corroborated with me, said, listen, I had to give you those, uh, you know, we had to save you. So we had to give you those super duper antibiotics. But what antibiotics do, they kill all the bad stuff, but they also kill all the good stuff. So over time, I've had to kind of rebuild, rebuild my gut bacteria through uh, pretty ample doses of probiotics at specific times and then vitamins and all of that. But it really taught me to be appreciative because I've had to really uh, rebuild every aspect of who I was. And that means walking and thinking and using the bathroom and everything else you can imagine. Nothing was, it was like starting over, everything. And I stuck with it and I had a wonderful team. My wife has been so loving and kind to me and my son's been great and my doctor's great and uh, Raymond was great, and I'm just so appreciative, and I realize that you can't take anything for granted because you could lose everything in a moment. One day you're here, next day you're gone, or whatever, whatever facilities that you have. So you have to stay positive. You have to remain appreciative, and it's really important that you take care of yourself so when you get one of these situations that comes up out of the blue that you're prepared I wasn't thinking like, well, if I have an emergency appendectomy, I'll be in great shape. No, I wasn't thinking that at all. But it just so happened that through discipline and time and repetition over and over again, uh, you know, you can take care of yourself. You make the right choices in your lifestyle, what you consume, what you eat, what you drink, etc. And I really learned a lot. And now I'm back. I got a clean bill of health. I'm back. I'm down like uh, 10 pounds from 
where I was before this happened. I'm feeling great. I'm not as strong as I was. I'm a little leaner, but I'll rebuild all of that. And I'm not planning to put another 10 pounds back on, but I'm, I'm feeling good. And I'm just taking it slow, day by day, getting stronger and stronger. And, you know, because of this uh, COVID and the pandemic and all of that, I've made sure I've avoided people outside because, you know, I've got a situation where my, situ my body's been weakened. But also, I've had the time, because things have slowed down out there, to work on myself and get better. So overall, I'm just filled with gratitude. And that was my lesson there. Now, I'm not going to talk about this again. I'm just going to say one last time, take care of yourself, because you never know what type of surprises may be around the bend. And you want to be in the best shape you can for those surprises. So Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny, I'm so thrilled to be here. We've got a great guest, Raymond Grace, and we're going to get started with our show right now. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, Guy's Guy's Radio, I have a very special guest today. His name is Raymond Grace, and I want to put a little context in about who he is and how we got together. Uh, as I've mentioned on a previous show, I have been, I was stricken with uh, an emergency appendectomy, and it really took me down for the count. I was like way down, and um, I got my emails crossed up with a, a mutual friend and ended up writing a response, and it went to Raymond. And he was so kind that he wrote back to me and said, hey, it looks like you could use some help. And he did some work on me when I was uh, asleep, and I didn't even know him. And uh, I'm feeling much, much better now, and I thank Raymond for his kindness. But I wanted him to be on the show because Raymond is a friend to humanity, and he's a friend to the planet Earth. Let me tell you a little bit about him, and then we'll get into a conversation. Raymond Grace, founder and president of Raymond Grace Foundation. He's a dowser, and we'll get into that. A lecturer, author of three books, The Future is Yours, Do Something About It, Techniques That Work For Me, and Seasons of April. He's created over 60 C DVDs sharing information learned over the past 40 years. The books have been printed in English, Chinese. His work is being used in several countries for improving water and other areas of self-improvement. He's got a newsletter, which I'm signed up for, that reaches 142 countries. He's been all over the media, particularly coast-to-coast -coast AM, many times on there. And his work has been recently recognized by the Virginia Senate. He's just doing great work. He's a down-to-earth, plain-spoken person who tells it as he sees it. And he's just a real nice guy. And he's a real man. And he's a guy's guy. And I'm so glad to welcome Raymond Grace to Guys Guys Radio. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. So let's uh, start at the beginning. Um, why is energy, because you, you work so much with energy, why is the energy increasing on the planet right now? Why are we in such a position with our planet where energy is such a factor like it's never been before? I mean, it's always been a factor, but now it seems to be it's really doing the backflips, if you will. Well, honestly, I can't tell you why. I can just say that it is. I have been measuring energy for 22 years now, and I have seen the energy first slowly start to rise. Now, when you say, when I say I've seen it, let me put it this way. I have a scale, which may not mean anything to anyone but me, to where I measure energy in increments of thousands. I call them units, call them whatever you might want to call them. I do not know that this is a scientific measurement, but it tells me what I need to know. 
And uh, I would see the energy rise for a while, level off like a plateau, then after a while rise again. This last week, I have noticed it up higher than ever. So I offer an energy clearing for people uh, anywhere in the world. And I started out doing this once a month. And I thought, well, no, we need to give to people more than that. So I'll do it once a week. Then when the virus broke out, I think, okay, they got to have more help. So I started doing it twice a week. Now I do it practically every day. So what I do, I measure the energy of the group without actually knowing who they are. Uh, and then I do my clearing work. And then I measure the energy again. And it just keeps rising. I mean, tremendously high. And I get uh, real good feedback from the folks that things are going better at home. Uh, Sometimes they get a better job. Sometimes they get along better with their families. Uh, one lady wrote to say that her whole neighborhood and her subdivision was vandalized, all except her house. So, uh, yeah, we think it works. Now, uh, one of your techniques, Raymond, is uh, dowsing. And for those who uh, aren't uh, familiar with it, it's really working. You work with a pendulum. You might have seen it goes back and forth or around in circles. Why don't you tell us, uh, our listeners, what dowsing is and why it's important and why is it such an effective, easy, simple-to-use tool? Well, in my definition, uh, dowsing is simply the use of a tool that tells us what we already know. One of my friends that I learned from early on, Walt Woods, who was president at one time of the American Society of Dowsers, described it this way, that dowsing is mother's intuition with a readout device, and the readout device being a pendulum. Well, I use a 45 caliber bullet on a chain for a pendulum, and it really doesn't matter what you use. I just prefer to use that. But it's there's nothing magical about the pendulum. I want to make that very clear. A lot of folks uh, think the type of pendulum they get is going to be make them either better or worse. That, that's not true, or at least it's true. it would be only true if they believed it. Uh, I don't really believe anything like that. I think I tell people you can tie a nut on a string and do the same thing with it as you can a very expensive pendulum. Um, so all it is is a tool. I do not really know why it works, but I would liken it to a hammer for a carpenter, a trowel for a bricklayer, or a wrench for a mechanic. It's tools to get a job done. Uh, however, the wrench, the trowel, and the hammer are pretty much a necessity. You can actually learn to dial without using a pendulum, simply by using your mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I like to get people to, the point where they don't really need any tools except their mind. For years, I have been working with people to show them how to use more of their mind, because if we use more of our mind, we can accomplish more. So dowsing has been used for probably centuries, and generally for finding water. Well, I'm not a water dowser. I have found very little bit of water because I've had very few requests for it. What I do mostly is clear the energy in homes, businesses, schools, various places like this. And I do strictly uh, energy work. And I have ways of measuring what the energy in a home or a person or an office is. And uh, there's we find out what the problem is, then we work to fix it. Now, the good thing about this uh, is we can do this, as far as I know, anywhere on the planet. When I first got into dowsing back in 1993, 
those uh, folks that taught me were good people and I was grateful for the information, but they had limiting belief systems. They thought they had to be physically on site to do something and they had a lot of rules to go by. Well, if you uh, listen to my video that I made for the West Coast Conference, uh, conference there, you notice that the first thing I said was I broke all the rules. And I think that's why I was able to accomplish more because I, I did not limit myself as to what could be done. And uh, a lot of time folks will ask me, can you do something? Well, the honest answer is I don't know. I don't ever know if I can do anything until I try. But uh, I think the reason that I've accomplished things is because, not because I knew how, but because I didn't know I couldn't. So I have done things that uh, the doubting world, I don't think, realized could be done. I'd like to share some of these stories a little later on. Let's uh, talk so, about okay. um, your background and how did you, you, you talk about the, the, the human mind is something that's very powerful and people uh, have not really tapped into the power that we have. And that's a theme that we go uh, over on the show very frequently. And also your, your path through dowsing, when, when did you, how did you learn it? And as part of your, cause you were a bricklayer, you were in the armed forces. And when did you, de- when did you make the decision to follow the path you're on now? And how did that come about? Well, I heard about a dowsing conference over in North Carolina. Now, I had heard of people finding water with orchid sticks and showing the local people where to drill a well. And that was my limit of my knowledge about it. I didn't really know how they did it. So I go to a dowsing conference and listen to the speakers, talk to people. They're very friendly, a bunch of people, uh, folks. And I, I came to the realization these people have something more than they realize. They're out here finding bad water veins or water lines uh, and various things, but they don't dig them up to prove they found them. So this information isn't really all that useful. Uh, And I'm thinking, if there is something within the human mind that can find a vein of water several hundred feet under the earth, then what else can we do with our mind? So I just started out to see what all could be done. And I started out by clearing the... Uh, what we would call negative energies in homes and offices. And I found out it worked. Uh, and how do I know it worked? Well, I got good feedback. The folks that had been feeling bad and grouchy in the office cheered up. Mm-hmm. And all I did was um, change the energy. Uh, energy, Einstein said it this way. Energy is all, uh, everything. That's all there is to it. So he was right. And he made another statement that I use quite often, energy follows thought. And I always tell people uh, when they ask me, can I do something? They ask me for themselves. I get emails, can I do something with doubting? My answer is always the same. Try it and see. That's how I learned. So you don't ever know what you can do until you try. But anyway, I I started out with the dowsing and I found out it worked. Now, I was a slow learner. Uh, please don't think that I learned this all at once. I did. It took me three years before I actually had any decent success with it. I was just too hard-headed to stop. And that's the only thing that got me to where I am. I was just, I did, didn't know I couldn't do it. And I was just determined to, to, to keep going until I did something. And when I started seeing results with things, then I got really enthused. And I wrote a little simple book on dowsing. Actually, I wrote one I call it the future George, do something about it. That's about how to use your mind. And then I wrote another one called Techniques That Work For Me, which is a very simple little non, uh, very plain and simple book. No frills, just 
do this, this, and this. And uh, those, those books have done quite well. And I wanted to make everything simple. I find that most things are made too complicated. And uh, when folks are in my class and they use a lot of big words and they talk and talk and talk and I don't really know what they're saying, I have a standard answer for them. You went to the wrong school and you stayed way too long. Keep it simple. So um, one thing just led to another. I got started getting invited uh, to speak at various doubting conferences, which I was kind of surprised that they would even invite me, but they did. And then it just started expanding. Then we started making films on this because we figured we could reach more people faster. So we reached 142 countries. As, at, and that last time we took account on that was seven years ago. So I don't know if we've gained any since then or not. Part of your training also was, uh, first of all, it's Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest is uh, Raymond Grace. He's an incredible person and he's a real friend to humanity. I'm so glad he's on the show. You studied with, uh, as I have, Jose Silva's studying. H- how did that impact your uh, Path, if you will, and your uh, your knowledge base for doing what you do now, or did it did it not have an effect? Well, Jose Silva was the founder of Silver Mind Control down the right. of Texas, and he was a very remarkable man. And I took the class from one of his instructors a few years before I ever met him. Uh, matter of fact, about fourteen years before I ever met him. Uh, and then I went and studied with him, became one of his lectures. And Jose had some really good uh, information, which I I used, and I, I usually adapt everything to my way of thinking, my way of speaking. And I, I think I was a lecturer for him for maybe about five years. And uh, uh, I have incorporated what I have learned with mind development and with dowsing. And also, I didn't mention uh, in, in information I gave you, but I've also studied some... Uh, Native American uh, shaman training, wilderness survival, uh, things of that nature. So I just incorporated the best of everything and kind of rolled it all into one and and put my own flavor to it. And Mm -hmm. uh, it worked pretty good. I I, I really wanted to keep everything simple to where anybody that could get a driver's license could understand it. Let's get back to dowsing for a moment, because I think that would be a very easy tool for our listeners to uh, participate in if they so choose to. So all you need is a little pendulum. As as Ray Raymond, you mentioned, you use a bullet on a on a chain. I use a little crystal on a on a on a chain. And basically, you will. Uh, why don't you do it? Why don't you take us through how to douse? Okay. Well, I didn't know you were going to ask that one. So I'm going to give just a brief, a uh, very brief uh, summary. I I simply hold up the uh, chain about inch to two inches above the pendulum and ask it to give me a yes, give me a no. And if it's a yes, it will swing to you and away from you. Uh, if it is no, it'll swing right to left. And you have to train your pendulum. But I tell people, avoid asking yes or no questions if you possibly can. Why? Because they're insufficient. Now, sometimes you can't get by without it. But if you can, ask on a percentage scale. And I have a dowsing chart. That's available on my website, RaymondGrace.us. And you folks out there listening, feel free to go there and get it, print it out. Uh, I, I just wanted to make it available to whoever wanted it. and no charge for it. And uh, it's on a percentage uh, scale for the most part. 
Now, just looking at the chart itself is not going to help you all that much without some directions. That's why I made, uh, um, I think, six DVDs and one CD that are a summary of a two-day class that I teach. So uh, the chart is just something that goes along with that. And I tell people uh, to ask a question of, that can be answered with a percentage scale of zero to 100% plus or minus. And that is far more accurate than asking yes and no questions. And that's, I think, the biggest problem most folks make is they just don't ask the right question. And if you don't ask the right question, obviously you can't get the right answer. For example, if you ask, is a soft drink good for you, you'll probably get a no. If you ask, is gasoline flavor diesel fuel good for you, you'll get a no, but it won't tell you the difference. So if you ask what's the result of this upon my body, you will get a numeric value. A soft drink is probably going to be a minus 45 or so, 45% dowsing on a percentage scale. And of course, a uh, gasoline and diesel fuel drink is going to be probably off the chart below 100 because it's going to kill you. So uh, I think that's one of the mistakes folks make is not really asking the right question. You also mentioned, and I think this is super helpful, that you can, beyond just get the yes, no, and what is the result of, you can actually remove, uh, and through your intention, there is a possibility of removing toxicity or toxic energy, negative energy from a situation, uh, area, whatever, or adding positive energy to someone, something, yourself, or whatever. And you suggested, try it in the morning. I did it this morning. I got to tell you, I felt great when I did it. So could you talk to us a little bit about that process, Raymond? Well, I'll be glad to. Uh, I really don't believe that we're limited by space because I do work in Europe and Australia and sometimes Asia. And uh, so that tells me that uh, distance is not a factor. Um, so whatever I want to clean up, for example, schools, uh, I've cleaned up a number of schools and the word I get back from the parents that uh, were in my class and when, that asked me to clean the school up, the kids do better, the teachers are friendlier. Uh, it just generally generally improves things. I've cleaned mm -hmm. up a lot of offices, uh, homes. Um, see, energy, one thing I want to impress upon people here is energy is contagious. And right now, we've got a lot of negative energy on this planet. People <laughs> are scared. Uh, they're angry, they panic, they so much uncertainty. Well, all this stuff is contagious. Now, if you live out in the mountains like I do, it doesn't really have much effect on you because nobody's around close to me. But if you live in a city where you're surrounded with thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, yeah, it's going to have a, a very negative effect upon you. And energy can go out for miles, and I'm not even convinced of what it can go all the way around the world. Uh, I can't really say that, but the fact that I can do something for someone in Europe, as I did this morning, and they feel it instantly, uh, that tells me that we can work on any project anywhere in the world. I'll give you an example here. I was working with a Canadian Mountie uh, several years ago upon the Arctic Circle in an Eskimo village, and the crime rate was excessively high, and actually it was dangerous to be in law enforcement up there, quite dangerous. Well, I wanted to help this Mountie uh, make, give her a, a safer place to work. So I cleaned up 
the energy there. Uh, what I had to do, I had to do a lot of exorcisms on the people. They were possessed. Uh, there was a lot of negative emotions like anger there. And I cleaned that up. And the violent crime, and I have a, I have a letter on official Royal Canadian Mounted Stationery saying that the violent crime dropped to zero. Now, they still had petty crime. There's people still steal something okay. like that. Right. But the violence dropped to zero. Okay. So it's through the power of intention you use dowsing as a tool for our listeners on a day-to-day basis if they're dowsing. For instance, if I'm not getting along with somebody, and I want to send them positive energy. So the dowser would go to clockwise, positive energy, positive energy, and a particular rhythm for a certain amount of time. Um, Two questions. One is, how do we, um, well, in this case, I guess we just, our intention is there to make it go a certain way, because I was going to ask about how not to impact the, the dowsing tool with our thoughts too much and let it do its work. But in this particular case, when we're sending energy, is it important or necessary for the person on the receiving end subconsciously to accept what you're sending them? It is necessary that they accept it because I think humans have free will and they can accept or reject. And I was asked yesterday to work on someone. I said, it's useless because they don't want my help. And what did I, how did I learn that? I said, what is their level of receptivity to my work? It was mm-hmm. zero. Okay. There's no point in wasting my time. Got it. And conversely, you can do uh, take out a negative situation, which would be the dowser turns counterclockwise. So if you wanted to uh, uh, take away uh, or diminish a negative uh, relationship with somebody, uh, you would go to the left, correct? Well, that's correct. If you're, I use the term neutralize. And if you want to neutralize fear, anger, grief, anything like that, it's going to run counterclockwise. If you want to send somebody peace, love, happiness, fun, it'll go clockwise. Okay. So what are the best practices? And then we can move off from dowsing. But I thought it's just such an important tool that that people can work with. Um, What's the the best way for somebody gets up in the morning? What's the best way to use dowsing to kind of start their day? Well, I'm going to tell you, you don't even have to use dowsing in the morning to start your day. Use intent. Mm-hmm. And that is to give thanks for whatever you want and whatever you have. Uh, for example, I give thanks for a good home, good family, good friends, good health. I even, uh, since I live back here in the mountains, I've got my own water supply in the backyard. I give thanks to the spirit of the water. Um, I will really believe that giving thanks for what we have is a, <clears throat> it makes us feel better. It just makes our life go better. And by giving thanks for what we would like to have, we attract it to us. I tell people, don't ever ask for anything. Yeah, because if we ask, we're saying we don't have it. If we give thanks, we're acknowledging that we do have it. It makes a lot of difference. Because, see, your body and your brain listen while your mouth is talking. So you don't ever want to beat yourself down. You want to be able to accept compliments, give compliments to other people. And uh, people ask me how... how I maintain my energy. Well, there's two ways. One is I have an attitude and there's very little difference between an attitude and a belief system and a belief system being the dominant factor that everything that happens to us. I have an attitude of whatever I do for other people, I receive the benefit of. And then people say, well, how do you protect your energy? Well, the answer there is simple. I stay out of bars and churches. (laughs) That's great. So when I don't uh, mind you laugh, but it's true. 
I hear you. So uh, just the last uh, question on dowsing, going back to the point I made, when you're dowsing, uh, it's important to try to uh, step away from yourself when you're dowsing to get the most effective uh, response, because a lot of times you can impact the dowsing by, you know, you actually just putting your intention into it to give yourself a yes, no, or what is the result of answer? Oh, you, you know what I mean? Can. And that's a more difficult thing to overcome. What I do uh, and I like to give people good news. If I'm going to work for somebody, I prefer to tell them what they would like to hear. But what they want to hear is not always the truth. So what I do, I have to, uh, I just say, I want to give thanks here to remove my, my and their beliefs, thoughts, and opinions and get the truth, whether we like it or not. That's just the way I work. Okay. Now, I'm uh, not going to tell you the proof, but I'm going to say it helps. Okay. So, uh, Guys Guys Radio, my special guest, Raymond Grace, you do so much great work with water. Why don't we just spend a moment or two on water and uh, and the importance of it and why you were drawn to doing that work, and then we can wrap up. Well, I'm glad to talk on water. Um, back when my little girl was born, uh, I got to thinking about the kind of world she might grow up in, and I realized that she couldn't grow up in the same world that I did. And I had done some reading and what got my attention was that only 2% of the water on this planet was fit to drink. And I'm thinking, well, in another 20, 30, 40, 50 years, that, that number is not going to get any higher unless somebody does something about it. So I decided to do something about it. I decided I'm going to see if I can clean up some of the water here on this planet. I didn't have a clue how I was going to do it, but I've never really let things like that stand in my way. Uh, so I started out with energizing one simple little cup of water. Why? Because that was all I knew how to energize at the time. And then I found that I could energize water at a distance. Uh, I'll be very brief on this, but I had energized some water up in Canada uh, that had been tested and shown to be, uh, the energy had increased and there was a swimming pool there. And I was asked, uh, if we put your water in the swimming pool, will it change the energy? And I said, well, you check the energy of the pool. By checking energy, we checked how far out the energy of the water uh, would be, a, we could, how far out could we detect the energy of the, of the water? And it was about three feet. So I did not pour my glass of water in there. I stuck my finger in the glass, got one drop on the end of my finger, put that in the, in the water, in the pool spun it around a little bit and with my hand, just wash it, move my hand back and forth in the water. And then had the people test it again and the energy went out from three feet to 40 feet. So I got real excited about this. And I started uh, working to energize water wherever I went. So I was traveling through Saskatchewan back in June of 02. And we had and my buddy and I had an invitation to stop and spend the night with a family there. And uh, when I got there, I found out why they invited us. He said, I have a well here that has a lot of arsenic in it. And um, I wondered if you could help me. And I said, I know absolutely nothing about arsenic. He said, well, uh, you can't pour, you can't energize water and pour it down in the well because it has a sealed top on it. I said, well, let me just go out and talk to the water. So when I finished, I said, I don't know what I've done, but get the water tested again by the Canadian Board of Health or whatever the appropriate terminology is, because it had tested 46 parts per million of arsenic, which was 
well above the accepted safe level, which I believe was 10 parts per million. Well, I get a very enthusiastic phone call about a month later saying, I had to water test it. There is barely a trace of arsenic. He said, you took 90% of the arsenic out of the water. I said, well, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you for letting me know. Have it tested again and let me know. The next time he called, they couldn't even find any arsenic. Now, I heard that was impossible, but I didn't know that. Uh, so um, that really encouraged me that I could uh, could help a lot of other people with water. As a matter of fact, the other morning, I worked with the water in your house. I worked on in London twice in the last month, two separate cases. Uh, let's see, I don't know, just a few other okay. places, I guess. I don't okay. really keep up with this. But I've cleaned up water to some degree, and frankly, it's been a small degree, on six continents. It works up to Australia. Uh, not, not Australia, but Antarctica. I've cleaned, it, I've cleaned up water in Australia before. Uh, and um, why does it work? Probably because I believe it will. Right. Uh, I set a goal to clean water up on this planet the best I could and to teach other people how to do it. So I have a film that shows people how to do this. Not only that, I put something in that film. I make films a little different than most folks do. I put something in that film that if you play it and direct it to a container or possibly even a body of water, that it will be the same as if I were standing there doing it. Now, I, I got a story to tell you. This lady is from Portland, or uh, not Portland, but Salem, Oregon. She was in my class uh, a little over a year ago, and she said, in May of this year, it was announced on the radio that the water was going to be quarantined. We could wash the car with it. We could water the lawn, but we couldn't drink it because due to an allergy bloom or something. And the water from Salem, Oregon, came from a lake up in the mountains. She drives up to the lake, takes a recording of me energizing water, plays it with the intent, and that's the key word, played it with the intent that it would affect that lake. Two days later, the quarantine was lifted. And not only that, some I told that story on a on a show somewhere, I don't remember where, and someone out there heard me and actually sent me a newspaper clipping of uh, the Salem, Oregon paper telling about how that, that it had been done. Of course, they had no clue that I did it. I don't, I don't think they knew what happened. There's no reason they would. But what, what I'm saying is we were able to create a film that would affect water wherever it was played. And that I figured that's the best way I can reach people around the world. Okay, so we're with Raymond, and he's going to, for our listeners, he's going to do some dowsing to uh, help us all out there. So go ahead, Raymond. Okay, folks, uh, at, at the time this is being filmed, uh, there's a lot of uh, fear, anger, uncertainty, and all that out there. And I put together a little package deal. As a matter of fact, if you go to my website and look at uh, a at my YouTube channel uh, and get the one that says... Uh, ORI, that's Ozark Research Institute. I made a little film for them. So I'm going to give you an abbreviated version of it right here. So uh, I put a package together of problems that most people have around the world, and I called it a problem package. I did this just to simplify the language. So for all you folks listening out there, I'm going to do this. I'm going to neutralize what I call the problem package on all the listeners. Now, if I've been able to change the taste of water 
the people listening on a radio show on like I did on Coast to Coast, surely the goodness I can do this for you folks. So I'm just going to spin it around here like this. And it's going counterclockwise really fast, not like an airplane propeller. And uh, it is my intent to neutralize uh, the normal things. There's about 10 things I've got in this problem package, so I won't go over them all. It'll take too, too much time. But I want to neutralize the negative effect of that upon you folks with the hopes that whenever you listen to this, that uh, you're going to feel a difference by the time uh, you I finish doing it. And right now it's slowing down, as Robert can see here, because we're on Skype together. And it's slowing down and stopping. And this will generally raise the people's energy wherever they are on the planet. So hopefully you folks felt that. Thank you. I felt it. Anything else you want to touch on, Raymond? Any advice well, for our listeners? Well, you're welcome to take a look at my website, RaymondGrace.us. Okay. And uh, the, I've got a number of free videos out there. You folks are welcome to watch if you like. Okay. That will tell you quite a bit about dowsing, what we do. Got it. And uh, we do an energy clearing. If you want to uh, want help on that, just uh, uh, just feel free to contact the website if uh, if you okay. want to anything and i get the mail the best i can sometimes i get covered up for several days but the okay. best i can well you're doing great work you have great intention you're an original you're real and uh you helped me and i'm very appreciative and i'm so glad you came on to guys guys radio so thank you so much raymond grace and thank you for having me as a guest been enjoyable Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Guys Guy Radio. Okay, what a fascinating interview with a really unique, authentic Guys Guy, Raymond Grace. Wow, he's one of a kind, and I'm so glad he came on Guys Guys Radio. So let's talk a little bit about kind of what we learned from uh, Raymond. And uh, I think the number one thing is that what he was saying is it's all about intention. So regardless of the tools you use, whether it be dowsing or uh, through meditation or you could do EFT or Reiki or whatever, the most important thing throughout any type of uh, metaphysical practice is really your intention and coming from your heart space, frankly. And let me get into a couple of aspects of dowsing because for many people, you know, they know the whole thing with the pendulum and I have one. It's just a little uh, crystal on a chain and I hadn't used it for a while, but knowing that Dawson was going to be my guest, I pulled it out and I watched some of his videos and I started practicing. And since we kind of zipped through it when Dawson was uh, on air, let me kind of give a quick review of uh, what I picked up from Dawson and how I use a dowser or the pendulum. So what dowsing is really is just using a pendulum to get some type of guidance 
from your higher self. So what I do is I hold it out in front of me. Uh, I took my index finger and my thumb at the top of the chain, and then I ask it, is are you coming from uh, divine God's white light? So I want to make sure it comes from a spiritual place and it's not some type of lower entity, if you will. And uh, if it gives me a yes, which we set up that the yes would be uh, away from me and to me, back and forth and back and forth, then I will proceed. I will also ask it to give me a no, which is kind of back and forth, left to right, right to left. And then I will begin what I do is a morning ritual. And I have found this to be so helpful to me. And if you have the time to do it, if you can put in, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, just get up, set your alarm, whatever, for 10 or 15 minutes earlier than you usually do if you have to get to work and you have to get your kids ready and for remote learning, whatever it is, and start with a brief meditation. I do something called zero balancing. And, uh, and I do it for about five to 10 minutes. That's all. And it really uh, quiets myself. Uh, obviously, most of us are very triggered to the second we wake up, we reach for the phone, we pull it up and go to Instagram or Facebook or you know, whatever news outlet and check your messages and all of that and the emails. And you know, before you even are out of bed, you're getting bombarded with a lot of rajasic information. And uh, it's, not a very, it's not a very peaceful way to start the day. So I like to start before I do anything, I'll sit up on the edge of the bed and I'll do my five to 10 minute meditation. I started with five minutes and then I increased it to 10 minutes. After I'm done with that, what I do is I then take out my little pendulum and I say, good morning. And I start doing some dowsing. I say, give me a yes. And I say, give me a no. And then what I do is I use my intention and what I attempt to do, and Doss, uh, excuse me, Raymond spoke about this, and that is you don't want to force your thoughts onto the pendulum to make it go the way you want to go. You want to see if you can kind of step out of it and let it work on its own. So what I do is I will uh, use it for some clearing. So first I ask it to uh, clear away any toxic energy within myself, within my aura, within my space, within my home, and the pendulum will kind of spin around slowly and then more quickly to the left, counterclockwise, counterclockwise, and I let it go until it kind of runs out of steam, and then I will let it settle. And then I will ask for, this is at least what I do, some positive energy and healing to myself and my family and my space and my home. So it goes around to the right, and around and around and around clockwise. From there, I will think of some specific uh, situations or individuals. Some maybe I don't get along with. I want to send them positive energy. So I ask for positive energy to be sent to, to somebody. Now, usually it's accepted and the pendulum will go around clockwise. But I've noticed at times, if you're really not getting along with somebody, they don't want to hear from you. It's not going to really work because their higher self, if you will, doesn't want to hear from you is putting up a block. And that's like they don't want to be bothered with you. And if that's the case, that's the case. All you can do is do what you can do with good intention. 
I'll also uh, send positive healing energy to people I know who are ill, old, have some type of disease, uh, are in discomfort or loneliness or whatever it is, and send them individually uh, positive energy. And I usually find that this works really well. And uh, then I will also, as Raymond suggested, ask what would be the result of a specific question. I do one or two a day. So I could do something like, is it a good idea? What would be the result of me and my family continuing to live in where we are in San Diego for the next six months before moving or not moving? And uh, get a read on that and see which way it goes. And then I might ask another question about my work or about some of the things my wife's working on. And, and so it goes. So it's very helpful. It's not a big deal. I don't take it too seriously. And I will also, uh, again, clear to the left uh, counterclockwise. I'll make sure, try to clear from the room and my space from any 5G or any type of uh, radiation, stuff like that. And just use it as a positive tool. And basically, again, as Raymond said, it's all about intention. Do you want to do it? Great. You don't want to do it? Don't. I'm just saying this has been my experience. It's worked for me. It's a very easy, short practice. All I do is get up 15 minutes earlier. And by the time I finish with that to start my day, I'm usually in a pretty good mood and pretty clear space and feel pretty peaceful and appreciative. I also make sure that I express gratitude for a lot of different things uh, that have happened. Sometimes bad stuff is actually good stuff uh, uh, underneath, and sometimes good things are just good things. So I appreciate everything and do my best to make the best of it. So uh, I hope you can consider that and see what you can do to factor in intention into your day-to-day -day life. The other thing that Raymond mentioned is uh, kindness, the power of kindness and you know, sending positive energy to people. So keep that in mind. It's all about you know, helping out people and sending positive energy and light and being a beacon of positive things to the world instead of uh, negativity because there's plenty of that out there. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 102.3 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The show rebroadcasts every Sunday on KCAA at 6 p.m. Pacific time. The podcast and my YouTube channel, Robert Manny, Guys Guys TV, posts every Thursday. We've gotten 430-plus shows now available, and we are now have expanded our platform. I'm just going to read this one last time so you know where to find us. This is basically anywhere that you can, uh, anywhere that you use uh, podcasting or listening to podcasts, rather, uh, you can find us. So I'll just zip through this list one last time. And we've got hundreds of thousands of streams coming through. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbeam, Podomo, Pod Paradise. Backtrack, Spotify, Pandora, Mixcloud, Listen Notes, Podplay, Castbox, Luminary, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Radio Public, Podchaser, Podtail, Owltail, Player.fm. So we are pretty much everywhere that where you can get your podcast. So I don't think you're going to have any trouble finding us. Also, 
my website is robertmanni.com. Uh, lots of content there. There's over 300 plus blog posts, everything through my guys, guys lens about life, love and the pursuit of happiness, relationships, holidays, family, friends, health, fitness, diet, wellness, spirituality, just being a good guy, being a guy's guy and treating people respectfully. So you can check that out. You can also download three free chapters of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, about two dudes in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City, the market where they play for keeps. It's about strong women and flawed men, and it's, it's a rom-com, really, but it has meaning behind it. It's a story about something. Very proud of the work. You can read the reviews. Check it out on Amazon. You can get a physical book or the uh, uh, digital book, and it's doing well. And I'm very appreciative of our listeners uh, buying copies because since we've been doing the show on KCAA, we've selling a lot more books. And it's a lot of fun, and it really is the source material for everything Guy's Guy. You can also find me, Robert Manny, all over social media, um, on Instagram, uh, Facebook. I've got a personal page and an author page, and also Twitter and Again, YouTube. We've got most of our shows on YouTube now, and we're moving to video for YouTube next month. And we've got a very special guest, a TV talent that I'm sure you're familiar with, and we're going to kick off that effort uh, later in November uh, on our YouTube channel, which, which is at Robert Manny, and we call it Guys Guys TV. So that's where we are. Uh, Guys Guys Radio, we're here to to help out. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and hopefully act, and just bring you information that you may not have time to dig up on your own. That's what I do. I search and qualify all the guests. I develop the interviews. I have a wonderful team. Chris Marcello, Ryan Gilpatrick. Ryan's been with me for a long time. Chris has been with me the last year. They're both really great people, and they do a wonderful job, and I'm very appreciative of their efforts, and we're going to keep going, and keep going, and keep going, because this started a couple of years ago. I was on my cell phone in my bedroom doing my first couple of shows, and now we're on 25 platforms, and we're reaching eight-plus million people on KCAA, and we also are worldwide with our podcast, and we're in the top 100 shows in our category in the U.K., in Canada and Australia, and we're growing, 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 and I'm super appreciative of my listeners, thank you, and super appreciative of my guests, thank you, and I'm going to keep doing the best job I can for you. So thanks a lot, Guys Guys Radio. We'll see you next week, and as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.
It's Guys Guy Radio.